On this episode of Life Leadership and the Pursuit of Greatness, head coach from Van Meter, Eric Trudeau, spends time with us talking about the concept of leading by following. He's had the privilege of being surrounded by great coaches and men of character, and he has a program that's a perennial powerhouse here in Iowa. We can't wait to hear his thoughts. Here we go. All right, welcome to another episode of Life Leadership and the Pursuit of Greatness. I'm your host, Tim Lovell, along with Dwayne Mathis. We are honored today to have Van Meter's head football coach, Eric Trudeau, in with us today. He's going to be talking about how to lead by following. It's a really, really interesting topic of leadership, um, and we got a lot of different ways we're going to get into that. But first, Coach Trudeau, thanks for making time for us. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you, Tim, and thank you, Dwayne, for having me. We are excited. You've got a, a great story and a really interesting story when we were speaking last week of, of how you got to where you are. And so we'd love for you to just share with our listeners uh, how you got to be the head coach of Van Meter and kind of your story getting there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I'm originally from Ogden, Iowa, so just north of where I currently am. I went to high school there, um, played uh, football for Coach Larry Tryon up there from the Tryon family that's uh, got a long history of success in the state of Iowa at the high school level, um, and then went to Simpson College uh, to play football originally, uh, and Jim Williams was my head coach down there, and uh, had just planned on uh, playing football, but after my first year uh, of school, um, my grades weren't so well, or weren't so good the spring semester, so I ended up uh, asking the baseball coach, uh, John Siriani, if I could come out and play baseball as well. Uh, being a four-sport athlete in high school, I was just used to keeping myself busy, and um, that helped me actually manage my time better, uh, being in a sport all the time. But uh, anyway, um, you know, uh, when we got there, uh, we were kind of in the process of, Coach Williams was in the process of, had had, had some success, uh, but had some uh, kind of lean years there leading up to when um, I arrived in uh, the fall of 93. And um, and he was in the process of kind of getting Simpson back to where they were uh, accustomed to being. And so I uh, was fortunate to be around some great guys, um, some hard workers, some extremely talented individuals that I got to play with, as well as some great coaches uh, along the way. Um, you know, Coach Easter and Coach Judge were my defensive coordinators. I played free safety at Simpson. Uh, but, uh, you know, Jeff Drost was one of our position coaches. Um, uh, Derek Wharton, who's now the head coach down at uh, Martinsdale St. Mary's, he was our offensive coordinator. Um, just had a lot of great coaches, too many to, to um, list. Uh, but got it uh, built back up. And uh, my senior year, we ended up winning the Iowa Conference for the first time in a number of years. And then Stuck around uh, for a fifth year, actually, um, had planned on, a, I'm an accounting major, had planned on graduating after my fourth year, which my wife would have really appreciated at that time because we were married my last year of, or what had planned on being my last year, my fourth year of college, uh, but then chose to go the teaching route. And so went in and um, got it figured out how I could get that accomplished in just one more year. And uh, Coach Williams uh, allowed me to come back and be a student assistant, and Coach Sirianni did the same thing for the baseball team. Uh, so that was really kind of where I got started coaching, along with some coaching that I'd done in the junior high level um, and the freshman level baseball uh, at Ogden and at Southeast Polk. But uh, 
um, you know, that was where I really learned kind of the ins and outs of scouting and, and some of the, the nuances to the defensive schemes and offensive schemes that, you know, uh, had just been, um, you know, really what the coaches were doing until that point. And, uh, fortunately that next year when I was a student assistant, we won the conference title again and went all the way to the final four and played uh, lost to a Mount union team. That was just phenomenal. Uh, I believe they put up 54 points on us in a literal blizzard. Um, it was, uh, it, it was quite the experience to go to Alliance, Ohio and, um, you know, where coach Campbell from Iowa state is originally from and, uh, or where he, or where he played college football and, uh, they had, uh, you know, they were just another level. Um, but, uh, great experience all the way around. And then while I was finishing up there at Simpson, uh, one of the, uh, assistant coaches there, uh, had been contacted by, uh, Rick Roberts, who was the current football or at that time, the head football coach and PE teacher here at Van Meter, uh, and, and asked if anybody, if he knew of anybody graduating, uh, going into teaching business and wanted to be an assistant football or baseball coach. Uh, fortunately he put me in touch with, uh, myself and, uh, you know, uh, came up, interviewed, um, it ended up being my only interview. I had an interview at another bigger school, uh, but after student teaching at Southeast Polk, I kind of knew I wanted to be back in small schools, which was where I grew up in Ogden. And, you know, you know all the kids, you know all the parents, um, you just develop a real, um, you know, tight bond uh, with them. Whereas at uh, the, the bigger school where I was teaching, uh, student teaching, you know, there were kids I had never seen all the way through my student teaching experience, uh, new kids every day. Um, so I just knew I wanted to be at a small school. Um, fortunately they offered me the position. Uh, I ended up canceling the other interview cause I knew this is where I wanted to be. Put us, you know, 45 minutes away from, uh, my wife and my parents. And so we were, you know, close to Des Moines. Um, it, uh, it just seemed like the right fit. And so, uh, that was in the fall of 98. Um, started coaching baseball that summer, uh, with them right away and coaching football with coach Roberts. And then after seven years together, he decided he uh, wanted to, he had an opportunity to move on to Des Moines East for a, a AD and head football coach over there. And I chose to stay. Uh, we had three boys by that time and uh, they were, one of them was starting school and I knew I wanted to be teaching and coaching in the school district that my uh, kids wanted to go to. And so I decided to stay and was fortunate enough to be hired as the head football coach, um, did head football and head baseball for a couple of years. Um, a couple of years after I got here to Van Meter, I became the head baseball coach. Did that for about eight years while being the assistant to Rick. Uh, and then did head football and head baseball for a couple of years. But uh, we were having our third uh, third boy, and it was just getting to be too much. And so I gave up baseball, uh, having had the fortune to win a state title uh, with a great group of guys in 2003 on the baseball field. Uh, as a very young coach, uh, very inexperienced, uh, you know, probably didn't know a whole lot other than, uh, you know, go out there and let them play. Uh, but, uh, you know, decided, you know, having my summers with my family would be good and, um, but stayed as the head football coach. And, you know, now I've been here was this finishing up 22 years here at Van Meter, all at Van Meter. Um, and I'll be starting my 15th year as the head football coach here. So, Coach, you kind of already mentioned on some of the people that have been an influence on you, whether it be coaches that you played under or coaches that you've coached alongside with at, uh, you know, your time as a baseball coach or um, 
coaching football. So could you kind of expand on some of those mentors that you've who've maybe had a really big impact on you and have kind of helped shape you into the to the coach that you are currently? Yeah. Um, and I feel real fortunate. Um, I have had tremendous coaches, uh, as mentors, but also as lifelong friends, uh, since my time in high school, uh, and just, uh, having that relationship with them, I think really solidified the reason, uh, why I was built or why I'm built the way I am and uh, wanting relationship with the young people today. And, um, you know, when I was in high school, I, I told you I, I had the fortune to play for Larry Tryon at Ogden, which ended up being my father-in-law. Um, his youngest daughter is my wife. And um, so uh, fortunately, that all worked out. Um, but, uh, you know, he just uh, uh, talk about a real selfless, humble person. Um, he, ne- he was always one to give somebody else uh, more credit or to give everyone else all the credit. Uh, never wanted to take any credit himself. Uh, even though he was a phenomenal coach, um, you know, definitely knew what he was talking about and you knew he cared about you. And then also, um, you know, my basketball coach and baseball coach in in, uh, high school, uh, Dick Smith, uh, who's still coaching baseball at Ogden today. Um, you know, same way. Um, he's just, you know, more than a coach, he's a family friend. Um, you know, my kids know him. I know his kids. Uh, I now know his grandkids. Um, so it's just, uh, been a neat bond and relationship. And then to move on to Simpson and to, you know, have that same thing with coach Williams. Uh, I, you know, I've run into coach Williams, uh, from time to time. Uh, he's had grandsons playing at basketball tournaments that my sons have been playing at. And, you know, I go up to introduce myself or, you know, what I think is reintroduce myself to him. And, uh, it certainly needs no reintroduction. He knows me by name. He asked me how, Uh, My parents are doing, knows them by name, um, you know, back in Ogden. And, um, you know, that just, again, uh, speaks to the relationships uh, that have been developed over the years. And then certainly John Sirianni, uh, my baseball coach down there, who actually put me on the track to teaching uh, when I had a lot of questions, didn't know, quite know where I was headed um, when I wanted to transition from accounting to teaching or coaching. Um, He was really that mentor that I leaned on and uh, without question you know, the one who put me in touch with uh, the people I needed to talk to. So, uh, you know, I think more than anything, more than the the X's and O's or the on the field uh, performance, um, you know, it was the relationships that they were building over the years. Um, and then they also taught me a lot about work ethic, no question. Um, you know, you weren't going to get uh, to where you needed to be in, the, in any of their programs without working hard. So those are... Um- those are some pretty big names that you, you just talk about there. And, um, you know, I, I've known many people who know Jim Williams very well, and, and they all say the exact same thing. And it's just it, it's awesome to hear how many people he has touched. And, um, you know, it, it's obvious that he, you have a, you have a, a deep love for him as a man, as a coach. I, I'm curious, you know, you haven't had a ton of programs that you've been a part of. You know, Van Meter's been it for 22 years, but you know, growing up and, and, um, have you ever seen anything in a program, uh, that you saw like, hey, this is not what I'm going to do. Or did you ever see any coach, uh, do anything that helped shape you as to, you know, that's not the route we're going to go. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that's what I took note of. Um, I certainly have had reflections, um, after a lot of seasons of what I wished I would have 
not done, uh, you know, on a given season or from one season to the next or how I want to improve. Um, you know, I think more what I've looked to is what programs do I want to emulate? Um, you know, it wasn't too many years. I can't remember which year it was, uh, but one of the years that uh, Solon had James Morris, uh, it was either his junior or senior year, uh, and Coach um, Coach Miller over there at Solon had really established himself. I think he was on his way to, you know, his third or fourth straight title over there. Uh, and they had things rolling. And, you know, I said, boy, that's, uh, that's something I want to, you know, understand a little bit more and reached out to Coach Miller and, uh, you know, he opened up his doors. I, I brought a couple assistants with me. Um, we spent an entire, almost an entire day over there uh, and him just opening up not only his playbook, but how he ran his program. Um, and that spoke volumes to me about, you know, the type of coach that I wanted to be. You know, there aren't any secrets. Uh, the path to success has already been laid out. Um, so I, I want to tap into those people as much as I can. And if I have anything to offer, then, you know, we're an open door as well. Yeah, Coach Miller was on our podcast a couple of weeks ago, and and you hit it right on the head. He's been open with with myself and with uh, Coach Mathis, and uh, you know th that's how you leave a legacy, in, in my opinion. And it, it, I love hearing that. I just think it's great. Hey, Coach, what what do you think have been the most important things that you've learned as a head coach at Van Meter? You know, I, I think that uh, you know your perspective from being there for you know twenty two years is. You know, I'm sure you've taken away a lot of different lessons. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it, you know, it, it boils down to the question why, um, you know, and there's lots of authors that have written lots of books out there. Um, but, uh, you know, why do we do what we do? Um, and that was really the question I was asking myself uh, back in the, you know, spring of uh, 97, um, in the winter of 97, when I was deciding, you know, what do I want to be? Um, why do I want to do what I want to do? And ultimately it was to, um, uh, you know, help and, and coach young people. Um, I really felt like there was a, a strong passion and desire, uh, inside of me. It was what I was placed on, you know, what I felt I was placed on this earth to do. Um, and I'd be, you know, not following that passion if I chose a different path. And so it just became really clear to me, um, to take that route. And then, you know, uh, Coach Roberts was phenomenal from the moment I, I stepped foot here at Van Meter. And, um, you know, uh, I was, you know, like I said, I, I was fresh out of college. This was my first teaching and coaching position here at Van Meter. Uh, I walked through the doors and Coach Roberts said, uh, here, here's the defense. You're my defensive coordinator. Um, you know, uh, what do you know? What are we going to teach them? Uh, what are we going to base things on? Um, and, uh, you know, let's go, let's do this thing. And, uh, so, you know, I, I, that taught me a lot right from the beginning, just from a coaching perspective of, you know, you, you hire assistants for a reason and that's for them to coach. Um, you know, if you micromanage as a head coach, then, um, you know, then what's the value of having those assistants. So you want to surround yourself with good people. A head coach is only as good as his assistants. I, I definitely believe, uh, and then beyond that, it, it's been that relationship. Uh, even when uh, Coach Roberts and I weren't together, uh, we were still, um, you know, fast friends and uh, have been since the moment we uh, stepped foot together on the field and in the classroom and at school. And now, fortunately, he's back. Um, I didn't talk about that part of my story, but uh, about after five years at Des Moines East, he came back um, to become our AD. Uh, and uh, after two years after he was back, 
Um, I finally got him talked into rejoining me on the football field. So he's my offensive coordinator. Uh, and just that partnership. And again, it, it comes back to the relationships, not only that you build with uh, the kids, but with your coaches and uh, parents. So, Coach, what are, what are some of the core values that you hold on to? I know you've mentioned, you know, humility and relationships, but what are some of the things that you've, you've found your program on, the non-negotiables? Um, this is who we are. This is who you are. Yeah, well, first and foremost, you're, I, I believe you would always hear our kids talk about it's, uh, it's about the team uh, above all else. Um, it's about how can we uh, kind of subordinate our individual goals uh, so that the team can achieve um, to the highest of its capabilities. And if the team uh, achieves those t- at those levels, at those championship levels, then, you know, the individual accolades will come and the individual, um, you know, uh, accomplishments will come and those types of things. Uh, but, uh, you know, if that's what, if you're concerned with the individual accomplishments first, uh, then ultimately you're going to get off track and you're going to start pursuing those, uh, individual goals over the team goals. Uh, and it, I've learned it doesn't work the other way. Um, you know, but if you put the team goals first, uh, then the individual accolades and the individual records and the individual accomplishments, uh, they typically come, uh, without much, uh, <laughs> without much, uh, you know, fault or, um, you know, uh, struggle. So, you know, I think that's, uh, one thing we definitely, uh, talk a lot about. Uh, we're also going to talk about doing your job. Um, I have a job to do. My assistants have a job to do. Um, you know, I, I've, I've read and I've heard that, uh, you know, whether I, I'm a Chiefs fan, but, uh, mm. um, you know, I certainly, uh, like I said, I, I watch and uh, take note of successful programs. And I don't think anybody would argue that the New England Patriots have been as successful as anybody uh, over the last 15, 20 years. And uh, so I, I watch a lot about what they do. Um, I've heard that Bill Belichick only allows one sign in his facility, and that is do your job. You know, you see a lot of facilities, and they put up a lot of mottos and stuff uh, all over their weight room and things like that. And, um, you know, that's not who we're – that's not the type of program we run either. Uh, we want to keep things simple, um, and it's about doing your job. Uh, I have a job. My assistants have a job. Uh, my kids have a job. My parents have a job um, in, in our program. And uh, if we all do what we're tasked to do, then, you know, we have a chance to achieve at some pretty great levels. Um, if anybody decides that they want to um, do somebody else's job, then you tend to get off track, um, you know, not only on the football field, but off the field and building your program. And so, um, you know, I've been really fortunate uh, here at Van Meter. Um, everybody is has bought in um, for the most part. And uh, I really, you know, feel very fortunate with the uh, how I'm allowed to focus on, you know, the importance of leading this program. So, Coach, you talk about, you know, team first, doing your job as your core principles. How do you push that vision out to your or through your programs? And, I, you know, whether it be all the way from high school down to junior high, down to, you know, club level, uh, you know, youth, youth uh, football, how do you push that out through all the different levels in your program? Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it gets back to what you asked me to come here to talk about and whether it's following or um, serving, uh, I guess I'm going to talk about service. And uh, it, it's about how can I be the best servant leader uh, to everybody that I am um, in connection with? And, you know, 
at the high school level, that obviously means serving uh, my student athletes, the the guys on my team, uh, the best I possibly can, as well as serving my assistant coaches. What resources do they need that's going to help them be successful? Um, how can I serve my parents uh, with you know whether it be just simply getting information out to them or providing a little insights um, and helping um, you know with leading their uh, their sons. Uh, and then, you know, again, um, you know, serving my junior high coaches and providing them with access to what we're doing and providing them with, um, you know, how we want to run things, whether it be offensively or defensively. So they're on the same page with us. So the, ki- the kids are, you know, not only learning the X's and O's that they're going to need when they get to the high school level, but they're learning, you know, the fundamentals that we just talked about, about our program, about team and doing your job, about serving one another and loving one another. Um, you know, that's where you're going to find joy and peace. And then it goes down to the youth football uh, level. Um, I'm the president of our youth football here uh, in Van Meter, and I help with our uh, youth football league that we're a part of. Um, you know, uh, and that is just the way I believe it should be done. Uh, you know, if you care about this game and you think it has value and can add value to the lives of young men and even some young girls, uh, then, uh, you know, then you should be involved with it. Uh, you shouldn't run from it. I don't think you should, you know, certainly shouldn't badmouth it in any way, shape or form, no matter what your feeling is on youth football. I, I think you should be involved in it. And if you want it done a certain way, then uh, you should get in there and get your hands dirty and, and talk to them and talk to people and talk to parents and talk to, uh, you know, the ones who are going to be, you know, literally coaching uh, the youth here in your community. And so that's what I do. And I provide as much support as I possibly can, um, you know, focusing on the fundamentals uh, again. Um, you know, we don't get too concerned about, you know, what are the X's and O's? There are no, there, there isn't a trophy or there isn't a, you know, a record or anything like that that anybody's really going to remember from third or fourth or fifth grade football. Uh, it's all about preparing them to be the best people they can be and the best players they can be by the time they're uh, varsity football players for us. So. Coach, you, you've had um, some incredible mentors, and obviously you have some really great experience. Can, can As you go through and lead your program, which do you find that you lean on more to make decisions and run your program? Is it your experience, uh, or is it leaning on the lessons you've learned from those you've followed? Uh, uh, I think it better be both. Um, you know, And not only le- leaning on... Um, the experience from, you know, the past, but leaning on the present, um, you know, reaching back out to those mentors that you've had. And, you know, um, coach Roberts and I bounce ideas off of each other all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it's keeping in mind that, uh, or it's being mindful of, you know, why am I doing this? Um, and so, you know, to be honest, that has created a lot of peace over the years. Uh, there weren't too many years ago where, uh, when we were just kind of hitting this run, being completely transparent and honest, that uh, there was a lot of anxiety those days because uh, I didn't have my priorities in the right place. Uh, you know, uh, was certainly a believer, but uh, you know, was just not spending the time developing the relationship uh, with my Lord and Savior, and and just uh, there was a lot of uh, you know just stress undue stress in my life and, uh, about, you know, I had to win or we had to win or, you know, those types of things. And, 
Um, you know, over the years, uh, I just realized that, man, something, there's gotta be something more to this. There was just, you know, that, that can't be all there is. Uh, and that certainly has proven out, um, as I've worked harder on that, I, I believe, um, you know, not, never being perfect. We're always a work in progress, never a finished product. Uh, but, uh, you know, just really want to focus on, you know, what truly is important and, you know, ultimately, as great as the game of football is, and we all believe that, keeping it in the right place, um, that it's much more important to be uh, good people and to love one another and to serve one another uh, than it is about winning games or winning championships or anything like that. Do I believe all of that is a part of being a champion? Absolutely. Uh, but I think uh, there's definitely a difference. And I talk to our kids all the time. I always want you to be a champion. Uh, before we ever win championships, and and that can coach. be. A, oh, go ahead. Sorry, coach. No, it's it's okay. I I was just uh, gonna ask you. You talk about uh, you know they all ha- everyone has a role within your program. Can you talk about like one of the things that we've we've it's kind of came up a lot through some of the different coaches that we've talked about is what you tell your parents when you first you know meet with your parents and and their role and how they can best serve your football program and and the kids that are involved in your program. Yeah. Well, number one, um, and I've got to, and I always tell them right now, um, I'm preaching to the choir because, um, you know, my oldest son is now a sophomore in college, but I've coached him or coached him through four years of high school. Um, so I was a parent as well. Um, I'll, I currently, well, next fall, I'll have a junior and a freshman, uh, boy in the program. And so, um, you know, that's where I start. I, I start by telling them, you know, I'm a parent too. I get it. Um, but I've got to put my own, um, preferences in my back pocket and put them in in their place and put the team first. Um, I'll also let our parents know that, and you know, um, that, uh, I'm an open door or my office is always open to you. Um, and, uh, you know, however you want to talk about or whatever you want to talk about, uh, it's really an open door. It's more about the time than anything. Um, just choosing the right time before or after practice, not the right time before or after a game, not the right time. Uh, you know, let's make sure we're, you know, it would be the same thing with your place of work. You wouldn't expect me to walk into your office and expect to have a sit down on a spur of, at the spur of the moment. So, you know, just respect that. And, you know, I'll talk to you about anything. Um, you know, and I tell playing time as well. Um, uh, you know, just follow that. Uh, I talk about, you know, follow that chain of command. We have a chain of command, just like I think a lot of people do. Uh, it needs to start, honestly, though, with your son or daughter talking to their position coach first. Um, then if they don't get resolution, um, then they come and talk to me as the head coach. Um, then if there's still no resolution, then let's talk as parents and coaches and players and let's get everybody together and let's get everybody on the same page and figure out what's going on. Uh, if you don't like that, then I guess you can go above me. Um, but, uh, you know, more often than not, uh, when I ask the parents that to start with, uh, the player hasn't even voiced a concern uh, to a position coach or to myself. Um, so whose concern is it? Uh, and uh, we'll start with the player. And uh, typically the p- player understands what's going on, uh, but then we'll move on from there. Uh, but then, you know, beyond, beyond that, uh, just really being supportive um, more than anything else. Uh, you know, let the coaches coach, you guys be fans. Um, 
And I do that myself. When I get a chance to, in the wintertime, just go and watch my sons play basketball, I try my darndest to, to just be a parent and just cheer them on and just be the biggest fan that I can for not only them, but for the team and for the coaches. Coach, that's, uh, I, th I think that's a pretty um, transparent way to look at it. I've got, I've got a, a son in the program too. He's a, he's going to be a junior. And, you know, last year we had a situation where we actually brought him up to varsity and, um, you know, I sort of washed my hands of it. I don't know how you handle it, but, uh, you know, I, I wanted them to make the decision because it, you know, as the head coach, it just puts you in a little bit of a different bind on it, but I wanted them to see what I was seeing and then have that conversation. Um, and that's the way they did it. And that's the way they sold it. And, you know, we never had any issues. Uh, but I, I, I think, you know, as, as a parent, I think as it's more stressful being a parent than it is the coach, to be honest with you. No question. I, uh, yeah, I mean, you've had kids, you watch them compete and I'd rather be on the field coaching them than I'd be in stands watching them. Cause it's just less stressful, <laughs> you know, yep. um, you know, but, uh, you've obviously you've, you've broken down how your, your mentors have impacted you. Um, I assume that you've had coaches come into your program that are young or, or, uh, want to get into coaching. Well, what's your message to them? How do you, how do you lead them? And I, I know faith is a huge part of what you are, but it always maybe it was, wasn't as much as you wanted it to be. You kind of talk about how you balance those two along with, you know, leading young men to, to be coaches. Wow. That's a lot coach. Um, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think it's about uh, in this day and age, um, you know, having a tremendous amount of grit, I think more than anything else, uh, in, in a lot of ways, uh, we deal with a lot. We deal with more as coaches and, and our young people deal with more today as young people than we could ever imagine. Um, you know, I certainly never had to deal with that much when I was growing up. Um, and so, you know, it, it's going to require a lot of discipline, a lot of grit and toughness and perseverance. Um, and, and that's the same uh, is true for everybody, whether you're a player, a coach, a parent. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on these days, uh, as we see right now uh, in our society. And, uh, you know, but along with that comes a lot of faith and hope and love and uh, serving one another. And I, I think that's why you've got to really establish when you're a young coach. Uh, and I wish I would have spent more time doing this. Um, you know, getting back to the why, why are you doing this? What's the, what's the point? Um, because if it isn't about serving others, then, and it's all about you, uh, then what are you going to gain? Uh, what really is going to be gained? And so, you know, I, I very rarely see that, uh, if ever today, I think a lot of young coaches are really doing a, an excellent job of, uh, and coaches in general are doing an excellent job of putting their priorities in place. Um, and so, you know, it, it's not about what I can get from this. It's about what I can give. Uh, to others. And so, you know, I, I hope that I can, you know, just be of the greatest service to, to those that I'm leading. Coach, uh, we, one of the things that we've always uh, started to kind of get into some of the guests that we have on here is asking them uh, what, what they're reading. And, uh, you know, I know that uh, you have, uh, you know, mentioned some things and I can tell that uh, you, some of the things I've seen you post on social media that, that you do, uh, read some things. So I'm just curious to maybe not necessarily what you're reading right now. If you want to share that, that's great. But maybe something that you found really impactful uh, that you read that you'd like to share with our listeners. Yeah. Um, well, reading right now, uh, this time, quite honestly, has allowed me to, again, uh, get a little more, bit more back into 
um, you know, the Bible and my spiritual life and, um, you know, spending a little more time with God. And uh, that certainly obviously has been beneficial and I uh, would recommend that to everybody. Um, you know, there, there's one really only one greater purpose that we're here for. And uh, that's to make sure everybody knows that their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is there for them. So, um, you know, I hope that message is getting out there. Um, in addition to that, uh, two books that I'll just highlight that I've read that I think are phenomenal. Uh, one is Chop Wood, Carry Water. Uh, and I don't think these are any secrets or anything. Um, it certainly is about service and having your priorities in place and not getting ahead of yourself and realizing that, you know, you have to do the fundamentals uh, to accomplish anything. Uh, and then lead for God's sake. Uh, that was one that was uh, introduced to me. And um, I just really, it was such an easy read. Um, it had certainly had so many life lessons. Uh, but, you know, it, it's a it, it's a fictional book. Uh, or I mean, it's written in the context of fiction, I guess, uh, in the context of a coach and a story, I guess, more than anything. Uh, and so it just allows you, I think, as a coach and a parent uh, to connect even more to it. Uh, and so a lot, of, I took a lot of lessons from that, um, lead for God's sake and actually, um, have, have reread portions of it from time to time. I absolutely love both of those books. Um, we did a team book a couple of years ago, chop wood, carry water. Um, and, uh, coach Riesland, uh, who's, who's been in my program now going in five years, he was our OC when I was at Cornell, um, had a long relationship with him. He's been head coach at college and high school. He gave me a uh, lead for God's sake and uh, really a phenomenal book. Mm-hmm. It, as, as somebody who likes to read, um, you know, you come across ideas and you're highlighting and you're making notes. What do you do to synthesize, to get your thoughts in order? I'm really curious, um, you know, because I, I could come up with 45 different quotes every week and, you know, and it's like, how do you synthesize some of that stuff to make it, uh, your message. Yeah. Um, I think it's like going to a coach's clinic. I look for one thing, quite honestly. Um, you know, when we have the IFCA coaches clinic over the entire weekend and you have, you know, 10 different coaches that you want to get to and listen to and stuff. Uh, if I can come away with one good thing or one great thing, um, then that's what I'm looking for. And I, I kind of do that with books as well. Uh, I'm just looking for that, that one or two nuggets of gold. Um, because like you said, I mean, there could be 40, there could be 40 really good things in there, but what's the, what's the great thing? Um, and I think that's what we try and do with our program. I mean, there's lots of good things that we could do, uh, with our program, but, um, you know, and, and certainly we're not opposed to changing and modifying over time. And we certainly have no question about it, uh, with the hopes of improving, but it's been slow and steady and, um, you know, just looking for one thing that could improve us for next year. Uh, I think if you try and do too many, uh, you don't get really great at any, any of them. So, uh, I think you really have to manage that and, uh, not get too hung up on it. And, you know, if you find one great thing over the course of reading a book or reading even a couple books, uh, that you can hang your hat on, then that's where you should land. That's great advice. Very good advice. So coach, uh, you know, as we kind of wrap things up here, you know, do you have any comments that you'd like to leave us with or, or sage pieces of advice that, uh, you think that, uh, you know, Tim and myself could use, or even our listeners out there? Cause we'd certainly, uh, you know, we've, Tim and I have kind of said, you know, if no one really listens to this, that's not going to really hurt our feelings because it's, uh, essentially like a coach's clinic for us, you know, our own personal one, when we get guys like yourself and, 
and Tom Wilson and Kevin Miller and and all these other great people that we've had on our, our on our podcast here. So anything that you'd like to leave with us? Um, you know, I think it's ultimately it's about making choices. Um, I leave our players with that thought uh, at the end of every Friday night's game um, after we start or just before we break it down and we depart for the weekend. Um, you know, I, I tell them, make good choices um, because it's in your hands now. Um, and uh, so it, it's about continuing to, to make the best choices you possibly can. No one's ever going to be perfect. We're all going to make mistakes, uh, but we have the choice to, to get restarted again. Um, and, you know, you were talking about quotes and stuff, and uh, I was just looking back through um, Lead for God's Sake. And one of them that was at the very end was just live your life committed to your purpose, a purpose more about serving others than serving yourself. Um, you know, and I had the fortune to go up and, and go to a church and listen to take some dads and their sons up to uh, a church. Coach Mathis was there and hear Inky Johnson uh, speak. And, uh, you know, he said, uh, if you have the opportunity to, to make somebody else's life better, or if you have the opportunity to make sure somebody else is doing OK, then you're going to be OK. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of truth in that. And if you remain committed to what you say you're going to do long after that feeling is left, um, then that's showing true commitment to one another and serving one another. Yeah, that's, that's so, so good, Coach. I mean, literally when you were kind of uh, talking about that, it gives me goosebumps, you know, talking about what Inky was saying and thinking back to that. And it was such a, I think, a powerful thing to to hear on on that day. And and I'm glad I went. And I'm sure you you were glad that you went and you're, you got those kids to go to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Coach, I think what we're hearing from you today in terms of, you know, leading by following, it really comes down to, as you said, relationships, humility and work ethic and the ability to serve and love others, um, putting them above you. Um, and then ultimately everything will take care of itself. Uh, that, that's a really powerful message. And I think, you know, in, in times like this, that we're dealing with this quarantine, people need to hear that. Um, and as a leader in your community, um, I, I know that people are going to resonate with this um, and other people are too, because everyone's right now looking, how can I lead? And I think you hit it right on the head. You don't have to do anything special, uh, but just go out of your way to make something, somebody's day better and, 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 and be the light uh, in, in the darkness, if you will, you know? And, and so, you know, we are so thankful that you took time to come on uh, our podcast today. I know that uh, I've got a page and half of notes. Coach Mathis, I know has notes. And uh, we're just so thankful you 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 uh, took time out of your well quote unquote busy schedule uh, <laughs> to, to be with us. But uh, if if people wanted to reach out to you, coach, and 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 message you, what's the best way for that to happen? Yeah, um, you know, I'll be again. I'm an open book. I'm completely transparent. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Trudeau, E R I C T R U D O, uh, is my Twitter handle. Keep it real simple. Uh, my cell phone. 515-979-5997. Um, my school email address, eric.trudeau at vmbulldogs.com. Um, so, you know, I just uh, can't say enough how much I appreciate you guys. It's, it's a blessing to get on here and, and talk to you guys about this and, and know others are pursuing this as well. Um, because, you know, if you're choosing to lead for the benefit of others, then you know you're leading from the heart. and um, You know, that's, that's where it's all about. Amen. Amen. 
Well, if you guys have enjoyed this episode today, you can uh, subscribe, rate, review our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts. We are better today because of Coach Judo spending time with us. And as always, let's keep chasing life, leadership, and greatness in all that we do. Thank you for tuning into the podcast today. We are honored that you chose to spend your time with us. If you like the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform where you find your favorite podcasts. Let's keep chasing life, leadership, and greatness in all that we do. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you.